Marriage is complicated. I vomited on the spot. I was like, immediate divorce. That's why they're here to talk about it. And he thinks that burping is unacceptable, but farting is fine. Nicole Pellegrino. My thigh sweat is chafing together. Caroline Crawford Patterson. You're making it so difficult for me to do anything here. Honey, we're home. Hey guys, and welcome back to Honey, We're Home. We're so excited to be here. I know, it's peak holiday season. Um, we celebrated Christmas yesterday. So la 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 bitches. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no. Honestly though, yeah. It's we're recording this a little bit before because holidays are crazy. So we're pre-recording this one. Um, but not too much before. So still rally. Um, yeah, today we thought about it. We were like, we really want to talk about space today. And it is pretty much relevant since like we're all in the midst of like being crammed up with our families as well. Space is always relevant. I think space is always relevant. Well, I was thinking about this because at first when you so graciously suggested this as a topic because we did have a lot of questions about it. I that was sounds like, so terrible when I so graciously suggested <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I forced you. You forced us to do this topic. I said, no, Caroline. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, first, I was like, oh, I feel like we talk about, like, living in our apartments a lot already. I don't want the listeners to be annoyed, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. This applies to any relationship in any household, big or small. Yeah. Space and kind of, like, knowing when to spend time apart and when time together is going to be applicable to any situation. Yeah, it gets tight. Okay, so we are going into Christmas when we're filming this. It'll just have happened when we're listening to this. Um, We're going to spend two weeks in Charleston. So I'm sure by the time this airs, I will be like, if I, t- if I was a tweeter, I would be tweeting my, my pent-up frustrations. You are. You're going to Charleston forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get into the topic, how have you been? Like, quick catch up. How has the last couple weeks been since we recorded? Um, the only thing I really have to say is that last episode I said don't get too drunk at a holiday party. And then you did. And then I did. Nice. And it wasn't mine. Well... <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't mine. It was John's holiday party. And this is what I have to say for myself. I had soup that day. Oh, no. That was a mistake. You need carbs. And I was gravely dehydrated. So, like, my normal ratio of, like, how fast I drink a drink doubled. It just, like, got to a point and I just kept saying, like, let's not go home. Let's keep going out. And that's – for me, that's when it it's time to go home. That's the Caroline I know and love because <laughs> like, you do that with me. And yeah. we end up on a Tuesday blacked out. Did you black out at this holiday party? No, no, no. I'm not a blackouter. Okay, good. No, no, no. I, I've blacked out once. That's a story for another time. Once? It has to be terrible for me to black out. Like in college? Like once. it has to be like someone should take her to the hospital for me to black out. Oh, see, I did every weekend in college, like every other weekend. I got to be real. If I blacked out, I don't. I think I would stop drinking. No, it's it's definitely a trait of an alcoholic. Like, Not that I think, that, I I think it would just free. I would be scared. Oh no, it's terrifying. It's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, like that's why I like can't do drugs, because I'm like, oh, you can't get it out. Like you're stuck with it. Like you just like yeah. forget stuff. Like it's just terrible. It depends what drugs. <laughs> Like I can't, I can't. I can't smoke weed. <laughs> I'm 
like, what other drugs? Thanks, mom and dad. Um, whatever. JMU. Bye. I can't. I don't do drugs. I don't. I really don't. I'm too. I'm too old to be doing drugs. But well, <laughs> I will say my friends have been like all up on shrooms lately. Can I say that? Like, are drugs? Legal? Yeah. I don't know either. But my friends are also all up on shrooms. And I like look at John and I'm like. Am I actually so lame because it freaks me no, out? No, shrooms are taking over the world. Can we talk about that? That's a phenomenon that nobody's talking about. Give me a CBD legal. gummy any day. I told you on the other day. I said, <laughs> I said, don't expect me to travel with you unless you can secure me some CBD gummies because my anxiety peaks. Right. But I will die on that hill. And to me, I, I think that makes me a little bit of a Facebook mom that I'm yeah. like, give me the CBD gummy, but like, don't come near me like with most shrooms. Most people are like Xanax. Give me the Xanax when we travel. Right. Like, I'm actually. <laughs> <laughs> all my friends, all my friends do shrooms too. I no, mean, aren't I they mean, illegal? Yes, I think. I don't know. See, I don't know anything. Don't ask me anything. <laughs> don't ask me a single thing. No, I don't, I'm never the one to like procure yeah. the sub what are they called substances yeah. i just will bandwagon sometimes with friends it depends how many friends like this past weekend for example i was in florida mm-hmm. you know i was the 13th wheel on this trip and then mike met me thank god later in the week on the following wednesday and we did the wedding and it was a grand old time i i was in florida for a full nine days straight some thought i was going cuckoo because florida will do that to you no offense to any floridians i grew up there until i was 11 so i can say that Florida is a crazy place. The What's up is down there and what's left is right. I don't know how to explain it, but I was there. And, you know, the, the, the weekend trip in the Keys was very fun. I was, yes, 13th wheel. I didn't feel like it, though. Like, I'm good on my own. Not on my own. Like... But I was no, fine. you're independent. Everybody was like, if anybody's gonna be the thirteenth wheel on this trip, it's oh, they're good glad that it's, it's you Nikki because like she'll just jump right in. Yeah, I will say like it sucked. I feel bad for the single people on couples trips because the room situation. We were in this super nice house, and there were all these rooms when we first got there. I had to take the kids' room with the bunk beds. Yeah, and. It was that is the single person on the trip. What yeah. am I gonna do? Say no? Give me the nice room with the queen bread and the b- bread, the queen bed and the nice big long mirror. Like I couldn't do that, so I took the queen room with the bunk beds, and I mean queen room, kids room. God, and yeah, I just I did that. You know, I was thinking about. I was listening to her episode from last week. We talked about. Um, like how all trips now are like couple trips. Mm-hmm. And this is such a good point because after listening to it, I did feel like an asshole because I was like, this is how, like, we still have friends that are single and we're like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, da 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 da. And like, here we are. Like, we just booked a house for New Year's, w- willingly giving people, you know, like the, the people that aren't there with their significant other even if they have one, like the twin bed or whatever. And I'm not thinking twice about it. And now I feel like kind of like an asshole for being like, it's not that big of a deal. And it it, it isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean the situation is not slightly different for you. Right. I think the single people should be allowed to bring a plus one on these trips. Yeah. Well, then you probably want to get the same houses because I think the joy, the more single people you have, like the more you can. There's always a room. There's always a bunk room. Yeah, there's always the there's always room a bunk room with a little children's bed. Like there was pee on the sheets. I'm pretty sure from the children in it previously. Like who's gonna sit sleep there if not? That's the mm-hmm. thing. The single person. 
I will say I did sleep. I did get amazing sleep because I didn't have a big 100-pound dog on me and a 100-pound man on me. So I I did get to spread out for the first time in my life. I'm sure people with dogs will relate to that. Yeah. Um, Okay. I want to offer a piece of advice to our listeners that I do before we film is that – Because I know we're like – you know. I pump myself up by listening to Is It Over Now by Taylor Swift before we film because it gets me in a like I hate men mood (laughs) and that really sets the stage for me. I can like come right in here. I'm ready to go. You can think I'm feisty, but Swift did it for me. Then I listen to Suburban Legends because it kind of reminds me of me and John. So I'm like, oh, I hate men, but I love John. So like. Wait, I that is so funny you say that. I've never heard either of those songs. So I'm going to listen right after. I listen to um, You Drive Me Crazy mm-hmm, by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See? See? I'm so excited. So this is advice. I think it's the headspace that you come into it with. Yeah. So like 99% of us are Swifties. So you can you could do – I mean, we like Britney Spears too. We love, we love great Taylor combo. Swift. We, even those of us who aren't Swifties, we appreciate the hell out of Taylor yes. Swift and yes. how savvy she is. Yes. So – as I one like that. should. That's a good piece of advice. Listen to that song by Taylor Swift. If you ever yeah. feel like you just want to hate your man for a second, I'm going to get like reviewed. Nicole, oh, it's Mike reviews. Oh, listen. Uh, I'll be the first to say it. I do not feel one ounce of guilt about talking shit about men on this podcast. Not even a smidgen. And then I like listen to a song that reminds me that I love my husband and I really, really do. Like he's, in my mind, like the only good man on this earth. So yeah. like that's fine for me. And, you know. I'm aware of it, and I don't really have any qualms with it. Point blank, if we didn't truly love our husbands and yeah. think they were the best man on this earth, then we wouldn't be married to them. Oh, yeah. Being married is actually so lit. I just, in general, mm-hmm. think that there is a problem with the the male species. Oh, men are rats. Yeah. Rats. Rats. Anyways, okay. which gets us into our topic for today, mm-hmm. which is honey space is tight somebody emailed us and said i'm not yet engaged or married but i've been living with my boyfriend for eight months and would love both of your takes opinions advice on how to decide on alone time boundaries for context we live in a small one bedroom in brooklyn so when one of us has a need for alone time the other one doesn't really have anywhere to go there we are both extroverted introverts so we value time at home to recharge and while i absolutely adore my boyfriend sometimes i just want to be alone do you have any tips um, the headline that really that this qualm made me think of is that I just saw a study. I feel like New York Times posted it where they said that millennials are going to be the generation that just makes it work, quote unquote. And I feel like in in the article, they were talking about how it applies to our generation living in smaller spaces and like not being able to like afford homes. Yeah. And I'm, so it got me wondering. With the housing market today <laughs> – I don't know why. It's just funny me saying that. Yeah. But like I just like recently learned more about like how a mortgage actually works and like interest loan rate, et cetera, all that shit. Like what why like before I was like, oh, everybody's saying like interest rates are crazy, but I didn't even know like what how that affected us. Yeah. But now I know because my friend's husband just explained it to me like last week. Um it's insane. We were using a mortgage rate loan, ca- whatever, calculator. Yeah. Like one of those online things. Now I'm like obsessed with putting it in. Oh, yeah. I've been doing that. Yeah, it's fun. We cannot – you have to be – I mean, I just – it stresses me out so much. You have to be so liquid. And you know what Barbara liquid? Corcoran – What the fuck are you saying? What does that mean? 
Like you have to have cash. Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. Like you're liquid. <sighs> no, don't know that. Okay, See, you have to I'm be not like even ready. I'm not even ready. Well, it just liquid is just a financial. It just means like Thank you me. have cash on you that you can have. A, you have access to immediately. Sorry, I didn't know my co-host was a fucking stockbroker. <laughs> Go on, Barbara Corcoran. What was she saying? Barbara Corcoran was saying that it's pretty much a farce that we think that what <laughs> the word farce <laughs> that we think that all these people are buying homes with their own money. I know a lot of people are, but especially in like New York, a lot of it is like your parents are giving you the money for a down payment. And she said, like, if your parents can't do that, you should never blink twice about it because that's how you get your start in real estate. And like. Also, don't be delusional. Like, don't think to yourself, like, what are you doing wrong? That, like, these people can afford something, but we can't. Like, when I look at a couple and I'm like, they could – they bought something in New York. And it's something that I could maybe technically afford the mortgage on, but I can never afford the 20% down payment. No. And And in this market – You're just going to be a house poor and not live a life because your mortgage is $8,000 minimum per month. Yeah. I agree. It's – Whenever you see somebody with a nice house, either it's a rare case and they just have a really sick job, one of them or both of them, and they're just a power couple. And like our age, I'm talking like 30 or below, 31, I'm 31, but whatever. Um, It's like you said, parents' money usually. If you're 31, you're a COVID-29. I have I have ma- I oh. girl math ages oh, very well. Oh, I love that. If you if anybody ever needs to know how old they actually are, I could let you know. I'm a twenty. I'm twenty nine. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Love that. So if you see somebody with a nice house, our age or below, likely it's either parents' money, it is, or they somehow bought a house uh, years ago, sold that, got money on it before like the housing market went insane, and then used that towards a down payment. Yeah. I don't know how else, or they like are a drug dealer. I really, do. or they're on OnlyFans, which we all might have to do. Honestly, Honestly I'm about to, and I don't look down on it. I really, I'm about to get on OnlyFans. Cute feet. I'm, I'm gonna show off my feet. On, I really am. Yeah. So look out for that. It is a very scary thing because I was thinking about this because I was like reading this email and I was like, space is really such an issue, and it's extremely daunting because when we think about making space work. At least for me and I think a lot of people in our generation, we're no longer thinking like, how do we make the space work for now? We're like, we're going to have to make a small space work for a very long time. And I get it that like most of our parents and generations, you know, that followed us, like no one started out in this huge home. Like people got married and lived in small apartments and very small homes or even like still with their parents. But I think it was always a temporary mindset. Yeah. The world looked very different. Like you were able to get married and purchase a home easier. So like, was it easier to manage small spaces then when you knew that there was like a light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like they didn't have to have storage units and stuff like that's that's a aspect of trying to make it work long term is like you're trying to procure belongings now that you can't store in your home. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's scary. It's a scary world that we live in, but we do have some tips. And this is the thing, because she said they've been living together for eight months. So there are ways to make it work. Yeah. Well, and her question about, like, the alone time boundaries, that's mainly what our tips are for. Like, we don't have tips on buying a house. Like, don't come to me for that. Yeah, do not ask us, because, listen, I don't know. I do. like a financial I sent that Barbara Corcoran right to my parents. Yeah. I said, do you guys read this? Because... 
Honestly, I might be coming just, like, soon. Beg your parents. Be like, I don't know how much money you have, mom and dad, but like, I just need money for your house, and then like, see what they say. Mine. But, oh, oh, last tip about the house thing. Here's yeah. how you buy a house. Here's how you do that. Instead of getting married, if those of you are listening, just say whatever. Parents, yeah. whatever you're gonna, we're gonna contribute to the wedding. So, yeah. Sorry, rephrasing that. Get married. Don't have a wedding. Use that money. But what? Says the girl who like yeah, profited like, I, off her own wedding. From, literally, Nikki, from. like, <laughs> I know people do that. And I was like, my, I told my parents, I was like, you can save your time with that question. Like, I want a big wedding. If I could go back, I wouldn't. I would do a small you wedding. You would do the house? I would take money. Actually, Definitely no, a smarter move. Me in my career long term. Yeah, I agree. That's- I said that we said this one time in a conversation and I, I was like, yeah, it yeah. helped me in my career long term. Also, it was like the best weekend of my life. I milked that shit. Mine was too. I, I would have done I, I would have done a destination wedding had I had a wedding. We know the, the wedding things. You can listen on any other podcast about yeah. what I would have done differently. But yeah, I mean... Yeah, if your parents offer you money or wedding, think twice. Our tips of to answer her question yeah. about just like the alone time and setting those boundaries. Because like, yes, in a small space, especially whether you're with a boyfriend, whether you're with a husband, whoever, fiance, it mm-hmm. can get tough, as she's saying. Also, not to like continue to be like a therapy baby, but Premarital really helped us with that really? specific question because – for whatever reason, it's like sometimes, well, I, I had like our girl go off script with us and I was like, just do whatever you feel like is right in the week. Like we, we're here for as long as you need us. Yeah. And sometimes I did feel like I was just a fly on the wall for a session with John and her or like he was a fly on the wall for a session with me and her. I learned so much. Like there are so many cues John gives when he like is – his stress is building or he like needs alone time that he doesn't even notice it's about to happen and she was like identifying those in him and he was learning about himself at the same time that i was learning about himself and so now i'll be like it's kind of wicked now because i'll be like oh like you need some alone time and he's like not really like why and then i'll proceed to not give him alone time and then he gets frustrated and the next day he'll be like i think i need some alone time what is a cue just like a behavioral thing yeah i think for john it's like yeah it's a behavioral thing so it's different for anybody but for him i can tell by like how quickly he like goes to look at his phone or if he wants to like he calls friends all the time but like Mm -hmm. if he starts doing um chores around the house and like calling friends even though i like haven't asked him to do literally anything or it's like totally unnecessary i can tell like he's almost looking for something to do that's like a solace or a retreat or like Mm -hmm. a little bit of alone time or if he comes in the house and like sits down and doesn't really like have the same communication with me as he usually does when he comes home from work yeah they're very little things but like i figured it out and it's expressions yeah and how long he takes to respond to stuff that just made me want to sign up for couples therapy even more. It makes – for me, it makes it. life easier because sometimes it's like when a boy's hungry and they're like, I'm not hungry. And you're like, but yeah. you're having a temper tantrum, so you obviously are. Decode the clues. It's proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. In a way. The, okay. the coming home one, I resonate with too. One thing, random side note, that Mike and I have been instilling is – when one of us comes home, you've got to greet the other, like, with open arms and a kiss. And 
it makes such a difference. Did you instill that rule or him? Kind of both. Yeah. He's good about doing it. I, I think I instilled the rule and he's good about like upkeeping it. And it's hard with a dog because like the dog runs over and you kind of greet the dog and then like yeah. your greeting's over sometimes, which, but it is so, it makes such a difference. I instilled the rule. So really? I'm actually wondering like how many of us have done that? Like it's the little things like that you do have to like talk about. I actually feel like I have another friend that said the same thing. Like, are we all doing that? Are we all saying like, um, when you come home, you better kiss me first and like give me a hug. Yeah. Like come up to me and kiss me. It makes such a difference. Like if you don't. No, my. What are we I could be so excited to see you. Mm -hmm. And then you like come in and you don't like greet me. My toot is going down six feet down. Like. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about. Weekend away every once in a while. Don't underestimate the power of like once in a while. I'm not saying like travel the world without your significant other. I mean, if you want to, whatever, do that. I personally like traveling with mine. But don't underestimate the power of a weekend away from them. Like like once in a while, if Mike will be like, oh, I want to go home or vice versa. If I'm like, I want to see my nephews, whatever. Usually we go with each other. But like once in a while we'll be like why don't you just go and like spend time with your family i'll stay here like hold down the fort like get stuff done be productive whatever and and it really does make you miss each other like it's a nice little break men also fall in love while they're away from you i saw that somewhere recently and i swear it's so true and women fall in love like through sex or something this thing said misogynistic tiktok that i there saw there's no way it's, what said that <laughs> i don't know but men what do said fall in that love with absence there is a quote absence makes the heart grow fonder and i fully stand by that because it really and does. it's the second part of that quote sex makes women fall in love <laughs> i saw it somewhere i would if that is true for literally anybody i would just love to have you on <laughs> I really th- – I mean, I could see how it would be. I don't know. But some men do. But, like, in love? Yeah, not – like no. – Like, fully in love? No, I don't know. Like, they grow a, a attraction. Yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it does help, though. I, I've seen that, too. Also, think in general – you might not need space at the same time that they need space. So the going away, sometimes, like, at least when I do it, I can acknowledge that I need – like, it's not that I need space from him. I need breathing room. Like, yeah. apartments are small. The city is tight. I enjoy being able to, like, pick up and go home and not have to worry about my work schedule. And I had to come to the realization that, like, just because my schedule is more flexible than John's doesn't mean that, um, like, I can't do anything unless he can do it. Yeah. So now I'm like when I can tell I need breathing room and I need fresh air and I need like space space, I will go home by myself as well because I he might not feel pent up and like claustrophobic in the tiny apartment, but I do. And so I'm just going to solve that for myself before I like start getting fidgety. Well, and it's a good chance for him to like get his own stuff done in the apartment alone. Like if you and then he gets alone time as a result of that. Yeah. Going to the next point, like just get out of the apartment equally the same. Try like the same amount. If one person is just home all the time, encourage them to just get out and do things. Go like for us, Mike's a homebody. I am all over the place. I sometimes I'll be like, okay, my turn for the apartment, like alone. 
why don't you go golfing and what I, I mean, I don't actually ever have to suggest golfing. He just goes, but. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine me like, actually, go oh my God. golfing. I actually do that. I'm such an idiot. What? I actually ask John. I'll be like, do you want to go golfing? Together? No, he won't go golfing with me. How rude is that? Mike like would love if I would. But Thank I you. Like, I just think that's just a nice intimate. Am I actually going to go with you? No, but I would love for you to just one time say, you would make a cute cart girl, Caroline. <laughs> just say it. Let's do a for some golfing. I said that too. That would and be he's fun. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, listen, buddy. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like what I'm getting from I've you been right to now. The driving range or Hudson Golf in Hoboken. Plug yeah. in. They're the best place ever. It's yeah. so fun. That. Why don't you guys come do that with us soon? We'll set up. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, so yeah, John. just like encourage the other person to get out and do whatever, like join a club. I don't know. One of the other little tips logistically, don't underestimate the power of separate TVs. This is my favorite tip. Here's the thing. People will be like, don't put a TV in the bedroom. No TVs. Fuck that rule. TV in the bedroom. That rule applies to boomers in six bedroom houses. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. shut up. That's so true. Because you have a TV in your kitchen. That is so true. You have a little... Some of you have TVs built into your kitchen. I don't want to freaking hear it. I don't want to hear it. You have a TV everywhere you go except your bedroom. Mm -hmm. I only have two rooms, the living room and the bedroom. I couldn't fit a, a TV, TV in my one. kitchen if I tried. Nope. So that t separate TV time, don't underestimate it. Yeah. Do shows together, still have that. Still have your shows that you bond over, even though as we've talked but about, that is not hanging out. That doesn't count Doesn't count. Night. Doesn't count. But... Separate TV time is so key. I love a Sunday where Mike's doing football. And sometimes I, I do. It's always Sunday. I love it. Yeah. And you just go into the bedroom and I like watch TV while I fold laundry. I, I love a bedroom. TV. The only time I'm just thinking about this. The only time that TV counts as hangout time is right. Is like when you're on a trip or you're like with a group trip or a family trip. And you know that moment you look at each other and you're like, I just can't wait to go home and like mm -hmm. order takeout and watch our show on the couch together mm -hmm. and just like decompress. Like you miss your home. You miss your couch. You miss watching your show. That is the only time that yeah. that actually counts as like a date. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying don't. It's not a date. But do, like that night sounds divine to me right now. No, but it doesn't. It's not bonding time. Right. Unless it's that specific situation. Yes. Okay. But I like the separate TVs a lot. It's just very, very easy. Another thing you can just notice when someone like when you know when you get noticed that Mike doesn't want to watch the same show as you, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal to watch a separate show. Some couples I've talked to, they're like, oh no, you watch these shows separately? What? I'm like, yeah, yes. Mike doesn't want to watch my shows and vice versa sometimes. So we've established this on the podcast before that we do this. This came up in a conversation between me, John, and my friend. And John is a little DeLulu. He was like, oh, yeah, like, Caroline Caroline only likes to watch shows together. We don't watch separate shows. And I was like, that's actually extremely far from the truth. We watch so many separate shows together. And he was like, name one. And I named, like, six. I was like, in this exact moment of yeah. time, you have like several shows you're watching without me. He's like, oh, like guys are weird, which is OK, but don't like. No, I like it. I was like, it's good. Don't tell me that we only watch shows together, though. I'm like, yeah, Delulu. Delulu. It's, it's narcissist behavior. Men oh, yeah. OK, last big tip. Just like sometimes, which I know you do. Go working. Like if you work from home, mm -hmm. that can make you feel so if you both work from home, if one it can it can make you feel so on top of each other. But then again, 
And as we've said before, it doesn't count as hanging out time because you're working. I, like if I ever find that Mike and I are going through a stretch of like working from home at the same time, I do feel claustrophobic. I'm like, this is weird. Like we're in the same space and I need my own space, but we're not even like bonding. So it's weird. I, like just go get out of the get out of the apartment go work at a coffee shop go to a co-working space go into your office you're welcome to all your bosses out there i'm like go into the office or the thing that i would do being like the one who always is at home like i am at an at home gym always and before john was back in the office five days like it was three and then it was four and then it was five when it got to well even when it was three if he was at home two days of the week I would stay at home with him one day because it's like you you miss them. Mm-hmm. And then the next day on the second day, I would always go to a co-working space so he would have a day to be able to work from home. And then I was like getting out of his hair kind of because I feel like he wanted that day to sort of like be alone working from home, even though he never would have said it. Yeah. It just yeah. like is like his only day where he gets to work in the house. Yeah, and communicate at the beginning of the week and be like, which days do you have a ton of meetings that day I'll leave? Like, yeah. Or vice versa, which day you, you have a ton. It's just like give that. Yeah, Not that they, they would ever make you, but again, it's just proactive. Like I would find that like he looked forward to that one day working from home. And when you both do work from home and you don't have a ton of meetings and stuff. Yeah. Don't underestimate. No, that's can actually I, vibe. Can I like talk? I'm like, don't underestimate. Don't underestimate. No, actually, it's fantastic. The power of a midday hookup. A midday hookup is. Vibe. You knew what I was going to say? Yeah. It's the best. Everybody knows. I feel like that was a universal that was a universal the vibe you were giving off in that moment about what it's a universal yeah feeling also, and experience this is gonna sound so misogynistic and whatever i'm not like this is this is the clip that's going to get pulled out but re- remember that <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I can't with myself today um i my friends and i recently like we're talking about this we kind of remembered that blowjobs exist when you're in a marriage, you kind of sometimes forget that you can just do that. And this sounds so like pleasing. This is definitely going to be the clip. No, no. This sounds, I might even We're cut so this out. irrelevant. Like, this, this so- is literally going to be the, the thing that we're going to get like an Andrew Tate that just yeah. absolutely. No, I'm like, give your guy a blowjob. Isn't he in like jail no. though or something? No, I swear to God. I mean, obviously, make them do the same to you, but like once in a while, surprise them with that. I'm just saying, we can forget. No, I'm going to cut this out. No, you're not. This is saying right This is saying right where it is. No, but one of my friends recently was like you reminded me that they exist like cuz it's easy to forget. Whatever. I don't And you saw the Hannah Burner interview where she was talking to what's his face from Jersey Shore and and he was like we would rather do handjobs ourselves and she was like yeah, like for what it's worth, like we don't give those. So what blowjobs or handjobs? Hand oh no, no. She was what? like, you can save your breath. High we school. don't do those. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, and like obviously, when you're doing a BJ, it's like okay. with sex and stuff. <laughs> My abbreviation. You're, it's with sex and whatnot. But like, I'm just saying, like once in a while, surprise them. I you're, you're cringing. I can't. We got to move on. Okay, let's <laughs> love and war. Yeah, we are going to play Love and War. I'm pumped for this week. We have cute little cards if you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, 
love is for if it is acceptable if you're new here and war is for if this scenario happens it's war it's war this is a listener one Husband has the hardest time waking up in the a.m. and I've become an early riser to have my coffee and read before work. He wants me to make sure that he gets up. This often means checking in every 10 minutes with increasingly aggressive measures. Think Lindsay Lohan and Freaky Friday until he's quote unquote late and then do the same thing the next morning. Love or war. I got to say it's that's. I'm sure your husband or boyfriend husband is wonderful and has so many redeeming qualities, but that's an ick for me. Okay. And it's a bit of a war. Mine is love, but I'm a really mine's only love. It. I do it, so I feel like I can't say it's war, but I think it's an ick when a guy does it. I would agree with that. I I completely I think this is a passenger princess trait. Which I am, so I can relate. And I don't think that it is for the men. It is. I think it's scientifically easier for men to wake up early. Oh, then I don't feel bad. So, like, that's why I I, yeah. I agree with you. It's fine for the woman, not okay for the man. Like, I don't... It's, just, it's not like a Freaky Friday crap. Like, it's like... Right. Like, he's not... Aggre- like, she said she's aggressively trying, like, shaking yeah. him. I'm just like, will you I'd wake me up? Scared. I've had a hard time getting up. Like, da da da, like, wake me up. Also, I love to be woken up in the morning. I was telling my aunt, I was like, John has to, like, wake me up with, like, four kisses and then another kiss and then a hug and then all these things. And, like, I will not apologize for that. He wakes you up? Yeah. Like, how does he wake up? The alarm? And you just sleep through it? Yeah, it does. No, the alarm will wake me up. But he has to go to work earlier than me anyway. So it's like, he will always be up earlier than me. And even in college, like, he had, like, workouts and stuff he's just early but here's why i really really think i'm thinking about this now this is why it's an ick for a guy because when you have kids you it's your ass getting up to wake them up for school in the morning the women no the man oh the dad better be the one knocking on the door for like my dad was the one knocking on the door saying like it's time to get up for school and then he would wait and then like when you weren't up he like came back and would turn the lights on and you would be like so mad you'd be like stop it turn the lights off like it was your dad like same i can't be dragging you by your feet out of bed because you're the one that needs to be waking them up but yeah but but it's like the women aren't doing nothing in bed they're literally like god god no when with kids i'm saying yeah but yeah, I mean, kids, I think everything changes. That's just a dad duty. Yeah. So, like, if you can't problem. get up. I think it's truly just easier for men to wake up. I don't know what it is, maybe a hormone, whatever. But I, I mean, I would be turned off if, like, like Mike and I, for the most part, wake up at the same time, depending on who went to bed, who okay. had an event the night before or whatever. Like, it depends what we had the night before. But if nothing, wake up at the same time work out at the same time mm, like mm-hmm. we're big we're morning i'm a big morning you guys work out together out. in the morning that's different not every morning but i would just i would just be like get up why aren't you up is that like, like my ever sleeps in i'm like like i really want to say it's war for a man but it's fine for a girl no that's, it's passenger princess energy no I, something about it makes sense to me yeah i Calm. can't explain it and this is why this podcast is not for for the guys and it's okay to not be a morning person not yeah. everybody is but if she's trying to read drink her coffee and like ease into her morning like isn't that everybody's dream to just like be so chill and getting into like the kids that like yeah. were ready so early for school they could go play outside with friends before the bus or whatever yeah i mean if i were her i would just be like i'm not 
I'm not making waking you up a big part of my morning routine. I'm not coming in repeatedly. I, I'll maybe try once. Once. Because I love you. Other than that, like, you're on your own. You're a grown man. Grow yeah. up. Yeah. Like, the to disturb the whole routine, there's something about that. They want to hang a flag over the couch when you move in together. What kind of flag? Any? A sports flag? I don't think it American? matters what flag. If you are coming in to our joint home, trying to put up your flag from your apartment with your four frat brothers, I don't think you're ready to move in. Oh, like a frat flag? Any flag. Any I, I, flag. I you get it, though. Here's the thing. Any decor, man decor... Let me make this so clear for those of you listening. Men decor like a sports jersey, a flag. That is not for the shared space at all living room. That is for if he's lucky one day, he gets a man den. Okay. Put it in storage. What about the um like <laughs> the trophies? Like, what? Are, what Why is do you still people, have your trophies? What are the leagues school? people playing? I am so unathletic. What are the leagues people playing as adults? Like like rec leagues and stuff. Yeah, there's something that they're called. There's a name for them. Your your trophies should be at your parents' mm-hmm. house in storage in a bin. Yeah, oh, and if they're yeah. like super impressive, like if you maybe won states or something, like I guess that's impressive. Sure, whatever. But, no, no, I'm sorry. No, John has that. But that but that goes in the man den. I'm saying it doesn't yeah. go in. No sports things go in a shared space. Just no, like I wouldn't put up a poster of Britney Spears above our couch. Literally, like there's a waning down period. I took a waning down method. You know that when I was dating John, well, because it was in college, he had like 30 plus trophies displayed. From Each what? time that we would move him into a new apartment, I would say, I would like put 10 aside and be like, do you really feel like you need to put these out in this apartment? And I would say, I'm actually ill on that. I would say, I don't know if there, there's anywhere for them to go in this apartment, fully knowing that they're like, you could find a space. And he just trusts me so much. He'd be like, okay. And so by the time we moved in together, there were just like a few left. That's serial killer. I just, trophies are for a high school boy's bedroom and a man den, maybe. Like not even though, again, what about the um, high school trophies. Mine are somewhere in a dumpster somewhere in life. What about the people that like, make their entryway to their, like really rich people make an entryway to their home. And it's like a glass case of their trophies like how you display them in the high school gymnasium i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it it's like a shrine it's like peaked in high school and can't move on by yeah it totally is if you were like rowing at harvard or like d1 at a really good school then yes like celebrate that but like don't celebrate like you won your high school championship sophomore year of high school in soccer like no that would be funny says abiza abiza if Mike ever did that, I would truly just <laughs> pass away. I would light him on fire. Imagine going on a first date with a guy or like if imagine already being married to somebody. I've never heard John say bees in his life because neither of us have ever been there. Imagine if we just like go to dinner tonight and John's like, do you know where I really want to go on vacation? Abitha. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. If any guy ever said Ibiza, <laughs> how do you even say I'd be it? like, Ibiza? I don't fucking, I would. I know what people are going to be like, that's the right way to say it. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. I, don't, I will never care that that's the right way to say it. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how many times you've been. Oh Get out God. of here with Ibiza. Whether you're Stop man, it right woman. now. My sister that goes to school in Paris, like, is 
Sorry, Sarah. She is good for this. Like, I'll be like, oh, I want to go to Tenerife. She's like, oh, you mean Tenerife? Like, okay. I can't. I can't, I can't with the pronunciation. Like, I literally cannot. I just actually repeat myself. I'd be like, waiter, I need the check. I'm going home. Like, like I humble can't. yourself. Bifa. Humble. I would humble Mike so fast. Holy shit. Okay, next one. <laughs> Leaving an undressing trail when he comes in the door from work. That's war. It happens to me every day of my life. <laughs> Hold on. Like, shoes here. Then he takes his belt off and it goes over a chair. And then later he decides yeah. he doesn't want to sit on the couch with his dirty pants. So he takes them off and hangs them over the other chair. Or like the coat gets hung on a chair instead yeah, and the of ca- the Yeah, the coat's always on the couch. Yeah. I'm looking around. I'm like, I know you see me putting these things up at the end of every night. Um... I kind of do it, not oh, gonna so lie. You don't care. <laughs> like I'm not like, but then I'll put them all away later. But like, yeah, I mean it's annoying, but not war for me. I just like side eye John. I'm like, for real, I mean, my man. The fact that like he's like truly stripping, like ripping off the belt that early is crazy. It's like how uncomfortable are you? Right. <laughs> but then what? again, like we do it with our bras. I've done it before. Yeah, like, I just like stopped off. wearing them. I've ripped my bra off in the subway station. I've ripped my bra off walking down the street. I can't have a bra. Sometimes. Really? Yep. I have taken my bra off in public places. Last one. Their family and them participate in the turkey trot. That for me is love because you best believe I'm gonna be one of those families one you day. You want to do that? I'm gonna be a turkey. I'm I'm gonna like. That's war for me. I want to be that person. I want to just be like, come on, let's go to do something on Thanksgiving. I think it looks fun. I've never done one. Um, no, thank you. I, <laughs> my dad made us do one when I was younger, and I must have blocked this out. It came to my attention the other day that he didn't even do it. <laughs> you traumatized. You he PTSD. made us do it, and he didn't even do it. Oh. How are you gonna sign your kids up for and you We're not do it? Doing it, baby. Like he just wanted us to be tired. I think by the end of the day, I'm not a runner. I have asthma. I think that's cruel and unusual punishment to make your children do that mm-hmm. if they're asthmatic. John yeah. also has asthma, so I'm just gonna say it's not in my future. I also, side note, I'm gonna be that family that makes my whole family volunteer for holidays like leading up to christmas we're gonna do like oh i do like that we do that too we do or like a gift drive yeah something that's like i think the key to that is doing something that's like personal to your family so that your kids get invested in it yeah ours is like we cook for the firemen each each year but not to be like dramatic a few nine years ago my dad had cardiac arrest on like before Christmas. I knew And then, right. And then he woke up from a coma on Christmas Day. And so we know all the the fire firemen crew that like basically saved his life. That night we still cook for them for Christmas like on that that day on the 22nd. I love that. That's what we're invested in it. Whereas otherwise I think we might have grown out of it. I love that. I'm going to do like children's hospital. And like bring yeah. toys to them, and like play with them. Oh, that's right. Re- I do think that that's a really, yeah, important thing to do, especially annoying us because we're gonna be like, so many presents and so much fun, and like we definitely should. Got to be humbled. We really should. Absolutely. Let's do one last email that ties into all of this, which is all about snooping on a phone, which happens more when you're in tight quarters with somebody. <clears throat> 
Whether we want to admit it or not, sometimes we see our husband's phones. Now, whether this is intentional is up for our conscience to decide. I, for one, am more of a side-eyer than, than an unlock and search person. Anyway, the other day I saw my husband send a text to a friend and he was venting about my mom. Too long didn't read. He thinks my mom calls me too much looking for input. We talk every day, and so yes, sometimes he hears those conversations. He never said anything in the past about it bothering him, and I usually talk to her on my lunch hour. Justifiably so, I am livid. In my eyes, my mom does nothing but support us both and does far more than my mother-in-law. On the other hand, I probably shouldn't have been looking, and maybe he was just blowing off some steam. My question is, have either of you ever done this and how do you deal with it? I've been asking vague questions like, oh, does my mom annoy you on that? But I know that's not a way to resolve. Am I better off keeping it to myself? Any insight would help. Sincerely, I lurked and got my feelings hurt. Um, did Simone teach you that TLDR means too long didn't read? No, that's a uh, journalism editorial thing. I yeah, literally have career. never heard that in my life would <laughs> not have known what it meant. While you were reading it, I went and checked and was like, where does it say that? And I found the TR, TLDR. I was like, how would you know? Genius. It's a it's a corporate world. I've learned it. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. I liked her sign off. I lurked and sincerely I lurked and got my feelings hurt. Uh, I have a weird sentiment with this because like you should trust your partner. And I feel like obviously she's not saying that he didn't give her a reason not to trust. But she saw something on his phone so like anything that i have ever typed i am fully aware that john could see it not only that like i type things knowing that whoever i'm talking about could potentially see it and so just like don't type all these secrets out that you then can't communicate to the person that you're dating or married to when you literally live with them i just feel like your risk Mm -hmm. of them seeing it is so high and so i don't think there's anything wrong with her seeing it and i think that you you do bring it up because it's like i i just don't like when you say you snoop and you find something and it's like oh like you snooped so you got your feelings hurt and like you know it's your fault for snooping i hate that i think that's such a gaslighting thing to do at the end of the day the problem is like what you did and what was said and you said it so you can't be mad that like somebody found out that you said it yeah because it could have easily been someone that you were talking to told the other person like you can't turn it or like don't manipulate somebody. I'm not a proponent of snooping. I do think it's unhealthy and you shouldn't. I, I think in a good relationship that trusts each other, nobody's snooping. Um, I, With the exception, I will say like I've heard cases. Thankfully, this has never happened to me. But if you're like really suspicious about something or your partner's acting like really weird and and you just like really sense something i i'm not saying snoop but like chances when you snoop then chances are you do find something but again i just feel snooping gives me a weird icky feeling it's just like an invasion of privacy but I just I feel like she didn't, she didn't she, No, she didn't. So I agree. I fully agree with you. you. We're sitting next to our partners all the time on the couch, wherever. Like, if one of you sees something by a quick side eye, that's fu- that's not snooping. That's fine. I have access to all of John's. Like, I like I don't know what to say to this because it's kind of like I will use John's computer if my computer is dead. Yeah. So I could see something and he knows that. And I have seen stuff before that is like, John, and I will be like, John, you forgot to tell me that. 
not not bad stuff. Like I've seen yeah. John like say, oh, like send an update to his friend about his mom or something. And I'll be like, John, you didn't you forgot to tell me that. Like, yeah, I didn't know that. And he's like, oh, shoot, I forgot to tell you. And like, I would never feel scared to tell him that I saw that. Like, yeah, you've never seen anything. Same with me. like when when you become married, especially as kids come into the picture, like you share each other's stuff more and more. That's that makes sense. Like there should be nothing on each other's phones or devices that you wouldn't be okay with the other person seeing. Exactly. I do think in this in this specific scenario, like she she did nothing wrong. She glanced at her partner's phone while he was next to her, whatever. But um, I think in this scenario, he is in the wrong for not coming to her first. It's okay to vent about. Your That's what I was going to say, significant too. Significant other, like... Totally, but it's bothering him to the point that, like, he can't deal with it and obviously hasn't said anything to her. Right. Like, if something's bothering you, you really should go to your significant other. And now she feels like she can't talk to him because she saw it in a way she wasn't supposed to see it. And that's the narrative that I want to nix. Like, yeah. you saw it, okay? So, like, let's forget about the fact about how you saw it. You saw it, and you know it's a thing that he's thinking and talking about and weighing on his mind every single time that you have a conversation with your mom and now it's weighing on your mind and yeah. you can't not have the conversation based on how you found the information. Yeah, it's going to eat you alive if you if you just like passive aggressively suppress it. I would just full on go to him and be like, listen, I glanced over at your phone screen, happened to see you saying this and I would I would go at it with like a kindness like don't be like, I saw you say this. Like, why do you feel like this about my mom? I would just be like, I, like, I, that's okay to vent and that's okay that you feel like that. But, like, I just want to talk this out with you because I want I, I, I want to know why you feel like you couldn't come to me with this first before venting. Right. I, if it were me, I would say literally just be like, this is low-key so awkward. Yeah. But I saw you were venting about my mom and, like, now we have to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. like just like you said. It's not wrong to vent. It's just, it's awkward. I saw it and I don't want to pretend like I didn't see it. Yeah. Like I would rather just have a car. And then I would say, and what about it made you feel like you couldn't tell me? Because what if it's something so small? Because she said she didn't read it. Like what if it's something so small that's like she comes home and is immediately on the phone with her mom. So he doesn't have a chance to like catch up with her or he feels like he can't watch TV or call somebody or do his own thing because she's on the phone and he can't like disturb it. Like what if it's something like that that's just easily solved? It could be an easy fix. Like just go to, oh, when in doubt, just like tell your significant other how you're feeling. Like it's always worse in your head. Yeah. You're not going to hurt their feelings. Like I'll even go to Mike with things. I'll be like, I know this is probably ridiculous, but this is how I'm feeling. And he'll be like, no, that's not actually really ridiculous. And we'll talk it out. Like, I just, I, like, it's so much better to go to talk things out internally before talking them out externally. With the exception, like, obviously, like, vent to your girlfriends all you want. But, and this whole podcast is kind of like venting, but it's like, I feel like, I hope it goes without being said, here. has ever not been said to our partners. Yeah. None I think that's a thing. Like, be, yeah. Mike nor John would ever listen and be like, I, I truly would be extremely embarrassed if John ever came to me and was like, I did not know you felt that way. Yeah. I would be embarrassed in my own communication. Same. Like, it just needs to be open. It is always worse in your head. Mm-hmm. Moral of the story is if you snoop and you find something, you still tell them because the snooping can does not warrant change or manipulation of discussion or gaslighting. 
Agreed. You didn't. You don't want to be accountable. So sorry. That's the theme of the episode. It's always worse in your head. Always worse in your head. Okay. Ick of the week. Are you guys ready? We have turn ons too. Just just in case. Okay. We are going to read each other's ick of the week. All right. I'll read yours. Okay. Okay. John called Caroline Trevor Lawrence when she wore a headband the other week. Do you know what Trevor Lawrence looks like? A, f- a football player, right? Yes. I, I Googled that before this. But with I the like, long blonde hair? Google it. He's with me for hours and I'm wearing this brown headband that's like covering my ears. Like, you know how like the cute girls are wearing their headbands? Yeah. I'm like, I think my outfit is so cute. I thought I looked so cute. We're literally sitting at dinner. The three of us, me, John, and my friend. And we're like, my outfit is so cute. And he still hasn't complimented me on my outfit. And I'm like, do you hate me in this headband? Because every time I've worn it, you haven't said anything. And he was like, well, what I want to say, I just can't say. And I was like, well, what do you want to say? And he just starts busting out laughing. He's like, you're really giving Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) That is a prime example of you were dressing for the girls and not the guys, which I'd, I'd nine times out of ten always dress for the girls. Like, I was like, are you okay? He's like laughing. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But like, not sorry. He's certainly not sorry at all. That's funny. I mean, literally. That is not a compliment. Let me just tell you. Trevor Lawrence. And I have, and I'm sorry to all the Trevor Lawrence fans. My dad is going to call me after this and have some choice words for me because he's such a is a Clemson alum (laughs) Trevor Lawrence is not cute in my personal opinion and it's not only that it's my personal opinion it's my personal opinion that I have taken the liberty to share with my husband before so for him to know that I explicitly do not think Trevor Lawrence is cute the football player man that's not a compliment no matter how cute right but I literally was like I don't get the hype that's really why pick anybody else so Guys will never understand when we put on like an accessory. They don't understand accessories unless it's like a pair of earrings. Like even your bow in your hair might be like a little too much. Might yeah. rattle the men a Sorry, little. Sorry, John. <laughs> Do I look like a Christmas present? No. PSA for all the guys out there. Start complimenting women, your women, not other women. Yeah. <laughs> on, on their like, ex- or other women. Fuck it. Whatever. Compliment Wait, women. I would actually love it if we were just walking down the street and John was like, I love your jacket. Compliment women on their weird accessories. Yeah, the I'm weird done ones. With them suppressing our like silly accessories. Let us live. It Let is us rude. wear a headband without being called Trevor. Do you know what I don't think is cute? The little tidy whitey things they put under their shorts in the winter. When they go work out. The little legging. Mike does that. I don't want to see it. It's like, let us have our things. So Nikki's ick of the week. Mike leaving daily contact lenses quite literally around our entire apartment always. Everywhere but the trash can. I don't wear contacts, so I don't understand the struggle per se. But I do know that Mike has the dailies. The dailies, he's called them. Um, They make it like you said everywhere but the trash can this has been like the biggest thing like when we were doing the premarital uh what's it called um with the catholic church pre-cana pre-cana our our counselor person was like what's the pet peeve about the other person and immediately i was like the contacts they're left 
everywhere. I don't I don't know where he's taking them out. They I find them next to the bed. I think it's like a, I forgot to take them out during the day thing. Let me just take them off nightstand bed. They get stuck to like the wood floor. They're in the bathroom. There, these contacts. You, those of you out there will know because Brooke was saying she does the same exact thing. Where's the dailies? They are just all over the place. So what if you like step on it and it's gooey? Oh, it's they're stuck to everything. They stick to every. I'm so like, it's like finding someone's like toenail clippings in the rug. Essentially, yeah. A toenails is a little grosser. I'd like vomit at that. But yeah. The contacts are just, they're everywhere. I'm like, how hard is it to just take it off at the end of the night, put it in the trash can, put them on in the morning? Like, I I, I won't understand it. Also, I think priests should start calling pet peeves ix. Imagine and pre-canna. Yeah. Just like, what's your ick? And so what's your ick? (laughs) I'd love that. I'd love to be alive for that that to happen. Pre-canna was a wild time. Okay, so instead of a listener ick this week, we have um, a popular opinion ick, which is, I'm sure we all saw, the video of Timothy Chalamet in Willy Wonka. Yeah, if you didn't see it, long story short, it was this like meme video going around recently that was like, do you think Kylie Jenner got the ick from this? And it's just like... And his hand, it was because I wasn't in his hands. Which part of it was the ick for you? I don't remember the specific parts of it. I saw it today and I don't see a lot of memes, but I do just remember it was him being like super theatrical over the top as Wonka, like doing these like weird bodily things. And weirdly, any other day you catch me, that would be an ick. I was weirdly like it's kind of a turn on because he was so committed to the bit. Like, Is I it because really, you're a theater kid? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think she's not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, most people like aren't and would probably be like, what the fuck? But like the commission, when anybody's committed to their bit, I love that. Okay. I love commitment. Yeah. It didn't ick me out from him because it's what I expect from him. Now, if I saw John doing that. I can't see John I might feel differently. (laughs) If I saw Mike doing it, I'd actually like But that was the funniest thing I saw this week was just the viral video of them being like, do we think this gave Kylie Jenner the ick? It was so funny. (laughs) Um, What percentage of your feed is memes? A lot. uh, (laughs) Like when you said that, I was like, you see a lot of memes in a day. Oh, yeah. Because of work. We're like curating stuff. Like I'm just on TikTok, Instagram, and it's a a lot of memes. And my family sends it. Me, me, Mike, my sister, and my brother-in-law are in a group text where we send memes to each other all day and like reels, Insta reels. Oh, cute. Yeah. My sister send them in a chat and then the other – I just see them and I don't respond. And the other day my sister says – Hey, Caroline, like, just wondering um, if you're aware of the fact that you don't ever respond to this group. (laughs) You're one of those? Yeah. I actually respond. Yeah, I don't respond. Okay. Turn on of the week. So one of mine, Mike, I know last week for the Christmas episode, mine had to do with, like, Mike being good with the nephews as well. So maybe that's just, like, a huge turn on for me. But, like, truly the past week, I wasn't with him physically. We communicated long distance um, while I was in Florida, but then when he flew down for the wedding last weekend, my sister and uh, brother-in-law and their two kids, which on the last episode I said are four and three, they're literally four and two. I don't know why I forgot their age, but um, they were there and we we just like had to watch the kids like all day because my sister and brother-in-law were in the wedding. They had a babysitter there, but like we were like, no, we, we want to help. We'll watch them. Like we'll take them. They just, those kids freaking love us. 
And when I say us, they love Mike. I bend over backwards for those little boys. I think it's because they're boys. They I like saw the video up. of them greeting Uncle Momo first. Oh, they they love Uncle Momo. Yeah. And he really is so good with them. I think it's because he tries. I try hard with them and he tries less, which like makes them like want him more. That's so male coded. I know. it's It starts at a young age, right? But that's he's just he is so good with them. Like he treats them like he's they're his own kids and just loves them and them vice versa. And it. It, it's just so funny and he he never once is like can we just like not hang out with the kid like never he's always down to hang mm. out with and like help with the kids which thus makes my family love him and i don't know i just it, whenever a man plays with children yeah. my ovaries burst mine is christmas stuff so like a we did a christmas spontaneous date this weekend and it was really good and i i'm convinced maybe that john just wants me to like eat my words like i feel like his ears were ringing when i was like talking about him in the last episode mm. even though he hasn't heard it because now i have to kind of like renege on the whole thing but he was so great like we did the best spontaneous date and we just had like the best night together we both were like if this was our first date. Like, we would be, like, in love at first sight. Ah, I need a night like that. It was so much fun. And at the end of the night, you know how I was, like, crazy about getting the tree. And it's, like, a seven, eight-foot tree Mm -hmm. or nine-foot tree or something stupid. And, um, like, that's not really John's cup of tea. We, like, got home and we were just, like, we laid on the couch for, like, an hour. And he was, like, let's play, like, I spy with the ornaments on the tree and just, like, look at the tree. Like, it's so pretty. And, like... He was like, let's just like... drawn on shrooms. No, <laughs> Could you imagine? That I just like found some like shrooms. And he just was like, let's like romanticize life. And like it was very, very, very sweet and loving and like attentive to everything that I've yeah. been saying. Like he knows that you, the Christmas stuff is important to you. Yeah. Like he's not going to let us have the same thing over and over again. He like puts an effort. Well, and I think one thing you're inspiring us to do is... um the spontaneous date nights because i know you posted about that and you just said you did it and i i I like never think to do that maybe it's because we're in hoboken and not the city but i don't know like we we're big like let's make a reservation here like we go out to dinner but like yeah i think well and it's so hard to do in new york city because you have to have a reservation everywhere you do but that's what makes it so fun like when we choose to do spontaneous date nights it's like the universe is on our side yeah i can't like it's so rare to not have an obligation for a night or not have a plan and sometimes you just really need to be like still and in the moment and like not do anything and then there are other times that are like we more and more as we get older get like stuck in having routine and plans and early nights and all of these things well especially when you have a A dog dog. kids it's harder to do it spontaneously so we kind of try to like check ourselves every now and then and be like we are young. We are in the city. Like, what's mm-hmm. stopping us? Like, let's just go see if our favorite cocktail bar can seat us. And then after that, let's just go put our name on the list of a restaurant that has no reservation av- availability because we're not in a rush. And, like, we will wait an hour for a table and just sit at the bar and hang out. And then we went to this – John found this Christmas bar, which was, like, so fun. And we went two nights in a row. Well, I love the spontaneous date night. I think even if you do have kids, a dog, whatever you have, it's still important to do something like that because it's just, like – 
gets you out of the mundane. Mundane? Can mundane. I talk? So just do the spontaneous. Even like if you have kids and a dog, set aside, get a babysitter, set aside time, and then be like, we're not going to make plans. We're just going to be spontaneous. But yeah. I don't know. Some people that might freak out. So don't do it if it freaks you out. It doesn't. It, it is a freaky people. out thing. But you should just try it because I think it's the most fun because like there's no pressure. Yeah. You can always – that's the thing. You could go to dinner and go home. Like you, you're just constantly vibe checking. Do we have energy for another drink or do we want to go home and watch a movie? Yeah. You do whatever you want. Spontaneous. Need that. Maybe this – no, this weekend's Christmas. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be with family. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with the new year. Yeah. Happy New Year's, guys. We'll see you right after New Year's. We'll see you the, the second. So come ready with your – your resolutions, etc. And if you we'll wanna. recap on New Year's because we're not yeah. going to be together, which is yeah. sad. sad. It's a long story. We just need a minute at home. Yeah. Lots of traveling. We're traveling again in January too, but it's crazy. It's a whole thing. Um, okay. We love you guys. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Ooh. May the odds be ever in your favor. Oh, good job. 